a special day. What a special day. Hey, balcony crowd. Got lots of them that said, my kids are going to be with me in service. I'm sitting in the balcony. Hey, B. <laughs> That's all right. The ushers, we told the ushers, kids are going to be with us this morning. They may wiggle. They may giggle. Uh, they may talk out loud. We don't care. We don't care. We got the kids in the house with us this morning, and we like it. Amen. Aren't they beautiful? They're beautiful. And you know, when they were singing, boy, that one song got me. These are the days of Elijah. Because, y'all, they're not going to be the church. They are the church. They are the church. And what they're learning, I think back to a testimony that I heard. And, and the person's here, and I'll give it unless they stand up and say, I want to say it. But they were talking about how what they learned in children's church, how a verse, they didn't even know where to find it in the Bible, but they knew that they had heard it in children's church. And my goodness, how in the dark times of their adult life, after not being in the church for a while, that verse kept them alive. So when you bring these kids, you're preparing them for anything that could come their way. And it, it's beautiful. Are Karen and Marilyn out here? W- would y'all stand? Our children's church pastors for almost 50 years. Y'all, they have taught children's church for almost 50 years. <laughs> almost 50 years. And I'll just tell you, Chelsea, my, my daughter up there, was telling me, she said, you know, it's one thing I can tell people when I'm inviting them to church is that the children's church pastors that teach my kids taught me. You can trust them. And in this day and time, that's everything. So they get it. They get to come out to Big People Church for the first time today. (laughs) For the first time in like 50 years on a Sunday morning. They're out here with us. And they're sitting in the balcony. I can't believe they're not up here sitting on the platform. But um, they probably want to be up there and make sure all the kids, you know, they know how to snap the fingers and point. So uh, I'll tell you what. If you went to this children's church under Miss Karen and Miss Marilyn and their team, Uh, If you went to Children's Church as a child, would you stand here in this church? And and countless others are pastoring and uh, leading in other churches. and And have been sent out. Not that Children's Church is all it, because preschool class... They're knocking it out before they ever get to children's church. And it's just found, and then, then youth group, and even our nurseries where our, our workers are, are holding those babies and, and loving on them and, and sewing into them. 
We want to grow families in the Word, and we want to help you build your home life. We want to support what you're doing in your homes, and that's what today is all about. Turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 6, and the kids who got the Bibles, if you will turn to page 211 in your kids' Bible, page 211, an adult can help you if you need it, but it should look like Deuteronomy. It's a big word. It's written on the side of the page of your Bible. And it's page 211. 211. And kids, in your Bible, if you will see the green number 6 on that page, that means chapter 6. And then you're going to look for the little number. That's in the sentences, and I know, parents, this isn't large parent print. This is kid print. There you should see a little number in the sentences that's a number five. It'll be a black little number five. That is where we're going to start at, okay? Are we there? All right. I'm going to read out of the New King James Version on all the scriptures today because that's what the kids have, okay? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words, which I command you today, shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down. When you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. This was the command from God to the people of Israel. Now, we're not going to tie your Bible onto your hand, and you don't have to go tie your Bible onto your gate. What he's saying is, everywhere you go, you think of what his word says. And we're living in a world that will tell a bunch of lies. A lot of lies. And how do we know who's telling us the truth? Is that person on Instagram or TikTok, are they telling me the truth? Is that teacher telling me the truth? Is my parent telling me the truth? How do we know what is truth? God's word is truth. And this is what we make all of our decisions based off of. And so in their Bibles, the ones that they got today, I got to find page 211. Their Bibles have little lessons in them because it's called a study Bible. And that means you can read a little bit and you can read what's in the square. Anybody see the square at the bottom of the page in your Bible? And it'll give you a little lesson. All right, I need a good reader who's not afraid to read this into the mic. Charlotte? It's not Charlotte Brock. <laughs> wherever, wherever Charlotte is, don't panic. You want up here? I'll show you. I'll turn your mic on. Put it right here. Now you see what I see every Sunday. Right here. Just start right here with don't miss. Okay. And read all the way to the bottom of this, okay? Okay, wait. Don't miss the best. Okay. Okay. Don't miss the best in life. 
You will miss the beat if the you don't uh, if you don't obey this um, Greek condiscent commandment. Commandment. Mm-hmm. Knowing and loving God is worth more than than the greatest treasure you think of. Why is it true? Because God um, Himself is the author of a giver of everything. Now you know. You know now have um, have wait, have or of everything you now have. Now have ever will have. Nothing you own will will bring happiness if you do not love God. Decide now um now to love God with all your heart. That is with all your mind, feelings, and decisions. Also, love Him with your with all your life. That is with all your actions. Finally, love God with all your might. That is with all the strength you have. Well done. Thank you. Don't forget your Bible. Thank you, Charlotte. So in their Bibles, when they read a verse, then it gives them some study on it. God's Word is truth. We we know it's truth. Everybody has to have an absolute truth. The truth doesn't change. Culture doesn't change it. The times don't change it. Y'all, this isn't just a lesson for the kids. When it says these words I command you today, this is verse 6 where your black number 6 is. These words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. That word diligently is a very powerful word. In the Hebrew, it, it, it means intensely or to pierce. I mean, sometimes we break through the flesh to get a point, to get a point in them. We're, we're breaking through the soil to get a seed in them that we need to grow in them. And so when he says, teach your children diligently, it's intensely And y'all, I don't mean mean, and I don't mean like religion, but he tells us exactly how. When you talk, talk of his word when you're sitting around your house. Now, here's the deal. We don't really sit and talk much anymore because we have too many distractions. When you're in the car, something doesn't always have to be on. Sometimes we turn it off and we talk. Some of the best times to get your children to open up about their day is on the way home. And if you immediately turn on music or you immediately turn on a movie or you immediately or let them get on their games, you're missing this very first suggestion that he makes on how you can teach them. Talk to them. Don't just send them to children's church. Don't just send them to youth group and let them talk to them. It's important that we're talking to them in our house, when we're sitting in our house. When you walk by the way, now we ride on the way. <laughs> so when you ride on the way to ball practice, when you ride on the way to grandma's, when you ride on the way to church, we're supposed to be sowing little seeds. Amen. Sowing seeds. Today's title is Homegrown. Because we often look for something outside to make our homes right inside. It's homegrown, folks. It's time. It's talk. 
It's time. It's knowing what you want to produce in your children, finding it in the Word. How are children supposed to be? How are we supposed to be? And start sowing that into our children now. How many parents in here would do some things different if they could go back? Then young people with children, these are the people you need to be talking to. And if they did it right, by all means, please talk to them. If you see children, you think, oh my goodness. I, I'm often envious of Bob and Charlotte and, and Dylan and Rachel who have, who have had youth group before they had kids. Because then they looked at all of, well, I'll just say our kids. And they go, oh, <laughs> I need to handle that when they're five. That little sass mouth right there is not going to work when they're 13. So I need to handle that. That little rebellion streak right there is not going to work when he's 13. So I need to get that handled right now while he's five. And, and I'm oft, often envious of th that they got that opportunity to look and observe and learn before they had kids. So look around you and, and know what you want and begin to sow for it. So you talk to them when you're walking in the way. When you lie down, when you put them to bed at night, what are you talking about? What are they watching? What are they hearing when they go to bed at night? No wonder they can't sleep. I always tell, I spent the night with the kids the other night, and we had a, a slumber party at their house, and they, we made a pallet in the living room. And I said, when Nana gets ready to go to sleep, please put something on, whatever you pick. I don't care what movie you pick, but... Please don't pick a scary movie for me. Not she, Chelsea doesn't, they, they don't let them watch scary movies. I was just kind of messing with them in a way. But really, Nana doesn't like scary things <laughs> because it controls my mind at night. And, and I love that they have the stations now that play Christian music at night and on the TV. And, and you can turn that on for them. You can set what's going into their little hearts even when they're not awake to guard what's going in their hearts. When you lie down, when you get up, what's your atmosphere of your house? When they get up, before they leave school, how are we sending them off to school? Are we sending them off already angry, already frustrated, already having been yelled at? And then sending them into the world to get maybe more of the same? No, when we rise up, we have an opportunity. We have a responsibility to teach them diligently intensely and I'm not talking about making them quote the Ten Commandments before they go to school or anything I just mean sow into them with your words with your blessing with your positive actions and I know sometimes it takes them forever to find their shoes and you're going to be late and everybody else is in the car and then there's that one kid who just would not get up out of the bed and it's frustrating that's why we're teaching this because everybody in this room has done it. We've yelled at them. We've honked the horn. And I'm not saying you don't get on to them and you don't herd them out the door. But please, on the way to school at least, have a peaceful moment. Say, hey, our morning was hectic. I, I'm sorry our morning was hectic. Let's work on this tomorrow morning. Let's, let's get our clothes laid out ahead of time. And, and let's just have a, a calm moment before you get out at school. I got to take uh, the grands to school the other day, and, and I said a, probably a 30-second prayer over them before they got out of the car. 
Just, Father, we thank you for this day that you watch over and protect us, that we'll, we'll learn what we need to learn, we'll be what we need to be. Out the door. That's okay. Life happens. Life happens. But th- there's a scripture, and I think I put it, it's found in Ephesians 5, and kids, you don't have to turn there, but it's, it's a big number. It's page 1,399. 1399. For the adults, it's Ephesians 5. And out of the New King James Version, it reads a little bit differently, but this is what it means. Ephesians 5, verse 15 and 16. For the kids, it's page 1399. Look for the little numbers 15 and 16 in the sentences. 15 and 16 in the sentence. Got it? Need me to repeat it? Page 1399, and then look for the little numbers 15 and 16. This is what it, this is what it says in essence. It says, don't be foolish, but make the most of every opportunity because the days, they're tough. It says evil. They're hurtful. They're tough. So make the most of every opportunity. And if you, don't, if you live in a home where you don't have an adult that's going to do this, you as a kid can do this yourself. You can do this yourself. Adults can help us, but sometimes we have to, we have to do things ourselves. There's a lot of kids that raise themselves. They didn't have the best moms and dads. Uh, that took them to church or that, that encouraged them. And so you may have to do this yourself, but you can. Because God is just as real to you as he is to mom and dad. And he's, he's just as with you as he is with mom and dad. So sow that word into you and what you see and what you hear and what you say, what you talk about. And it will help us with our actions. You know, don't, some people have a temper. They get angry really quick. Some people complain a lot and whine a lot. You ever have your mom get on to you for whining and complaining? Well, the the scripture has things for that. It can teach us to be thankful, to be respectful in our words, to be positive. That's what faith is, to be positive in our words. And it can help us in our daily life. We're growing something in our homes. We're growing something at home. And the fruit will show you if you want something different. If you're getting bad results, if you're getting in trouble at school every day, then, then we need to go back and look and see what we're sowing, what we're listening to, what we're watching, what we're saying. Adults, if you're getting in trouble on the job every day, if you're getting in trouble in your marriage every day, then you might need to watch, see what you're watching, what you're listening to, what you're what you're saying, because it's growing something. And we need to realize the power of our environment, the power of the atmosphere at home. If you have a a difficult home, then play some good, happy music. Say some good, happy things. You know what you're doing? You're sowing a seed for what you want instead of what you have. And it takes time and effort, but today's about time. That's what today is about, is time. When we go out to the gym in a little bit, and I think the rain has held off. I see sunshine out there. Yes, 
Kids, we're going to get to play outside. If you go out to the kickball field, you know, parents, today I urge you to be with your children. Now, if your kids don't pick you to be on their kickball team, don't get your feelings hurt. (laughs) Don't get your feelings hurt. But just be present. Be present with your kids today. Is there a student in here that likes watermelon? Yes, Ms. Feimster. Yeah, I'm on, girl. You like watermelon. I didn't bring you a watermelon. Are you disappointed? But I do have a few things here for you. If you wanted watermelon, which one of these would you take home? This is very complicated, right? You can have Dwayne. You can have Dwayne uh, do that for you. Is that a watermelon? It's a watermelon seed, right? So when we start sowing good things in our homes, we may not be able to eat it yet. We may not be able to feel it yet. If you start sowing forgiveness at home, if one of your parents hurts your feelings or a sibling hurts your feelings, and and you forgive, you may not feel it yet. It may not be a watermelon yet, but you've sown the seed for it, and it'll eventually change. You can take that, have Dwayne plant them for you. Seeds are powerful. And sometimes we, we do something, one thing good to change something in our home, and we expect our home to be changed. Oh, no, you're sowing for the change, buddy. You're sowing for the change. And eventually, harvest is good. But there's time. It takes time. And if you plant those watermelon seeds, what do you have to do? You have to protect that seed. i got some gardeners right here. you got to protect that seed. you got to protect it from, from seed thieves. What, what might come and eat a watermelon? Raccoon, Cindy knows. The raccoons, the deer, the rabbits. You know, there's, there's things that happen around us like you get your feelings hurt again or your brother just keeps doing that to you and you forgive him and you sow kindness back and then he does it again. Keep your seed in the ground. Just keep doing what God said to do because eventually it will come. It'll have a harvest, and if nothing else, you'll feel good that you did the right thing, right? If we want a good life, there's seeds that we should pick to sow. She picked a watermelon seed because she wanted a watermelon. She didn't pick sweet peppers. If anybody wants sweet pepper seed, I got it. (laughs) I got volunteers. I'll put them up front after a while. Y'all can get them. She didn't pick sweet pepper seed and expect to get a watermelon. There is a huge difference. So we can't keep sowing angry words and expecting to get nice words back. We got to sow what we want. We tend to, if somebody, somebody sows bitter words towards us or harshness towards us or angry feelings towards us, we tend to respond with angry feelings. So we, we got sown into angry words, and we're going to sow angry words, and then they're going to sow angry words, and then we're going to sow angry words, and what are we going to have? Ain't nothing but angry words available. So somebody's got to sow something different. 
And kids, that's somebody's you. Parents, that somebody is you. If you want your children to respect you, then speak to your children respectfully. You still have the right to spank their hind ends. You have a right to ground them. You have a right to correct them. You have a right to snap your fingers and point. You have a right to use their middle name. I mean, a, a mom's got to do what a mom's got to do. You got to call out the middle name. You got to call out the middle name. You have a right to do that, but there is a difference between correction and disrespect. Don't let them watch things. Don't let them watch shows where the people speak disrespectfully to each other. Man, I remember when my kids were growing up. Do I say this? I might make somebody feel bad. I'll just say there was a cartoon. There was this really popular cartoon, and I was like, I mean, my mother-in-law thought I was Fruit Loop because I wouldn't let my kids watch that cartoon. I was like, I don't, but I don't like how the kids talk to each other on it. Those are seeds. And they will have a harvest. And sometimes we look and we say, where did that come from? Well, don't just say, where did that come from? Start looking to see where that came from. Because it might need to be some correction in our parenting. If you want a good life and you want a good home, I need, a, I need a kid to pick some seeds for me. Let's get somebody. Oh, we need a boy. Come on. One of you. I get y'all's names confused. Is this Derek? Connor. Connor. There is a Derek, right? Uh, okay. You guys are all growing up on me. Hey, you got to take your shoes off. Can I take my shoes off? Be all right with you? Because they're kind of not comfortable. If you wanted good things in your home, what would you sow? Which packet would you pick? Yeah. This one's full of hurtful words. Being disobedient. Hey, if you're disobedient to mom, it doesn't go good, does it? <laughs> we don't sow anger, disrespect, fighting. You ever fight with your brothers? Sometimes it's kind of fun, right? I mean, if, if we're playing, it's kind of fun. Being mean, watching things that are violent, arguing. Do you ever argue with mom? Sometimes, does that go well? No. no. So you know what to do. You know to use kind words, be respectful, be thankful. I have no idea what this is going to grow, but you can look on the back later and, and grow them, all right? You know, if you know the result you want, you should know what to sow. What kind of home do we want? Kids, what kind of home do you want? What kind of friendships do you want? Then that's what we sow for. Parents, you have an ultimate responsibility to oversee this ground. This is fertile soil. It's the most fertile soil you could ever find in those little mines right there, Ollie. Because they'll just take what you say and grow it. Which makes what you say to them. Can I get on a little bit of a soapbox before we dismiss? Don't use your negatives with your kids. You're always fill in the blank. I could, you, you could sit here and go through example after example because we, you know, we hear it. Just go to Walmart. Go to Walmart and listen to, listen to people with their kids. Seriously. You've got a whole mission field right there. Whole mission field. And, and, and all I, I mean, you can't step in and, and tell people what to do. I, I've done it a time or two. It doesn't always go over well. But what you can do is smile at that child. 
Strike up a conversation with the parent and diffuse the situation. Do you happen to know where the instant potatoes are? I'm telling you. These kids, their ears are, if they're not in the, in the, the home that's, that's learned this yet, they need help. Teachers, my hat's off to you. Coaches, teachers, you can make a world of difference for a child who doesn't have the right home. And you can sow words into people, into kids. Even out here at the picnic today, I want all the adults to, to think about the children that are around them. Don't approach. Our security team might tackle you. But you can, the parents there strike up a conversation. We want a good life. So we've got to make good choices on what we're sowing. Parents, this lesson's not just for the students. How you speak to your mate in front of your children. We all have to remind ourselves, even in front of our grown children, we have to remind ourselves that it's seed sown. And when we mess up and we plant or do the wrong thing, we can dig that seed up by the gift of forgiveness. And we can forgive each other and move on. Because I'm telling you, a good, godly, peaceful home does not just happen any more than watermelons just start growing. It's got to be sown for. The weeds come up first. They come up by default. But you can sow what you want. And you can grow it. Homegrown. Homegrown yourselves. So if y'all will stand Join me as we pray over our families, and we'll pray over our food as well. I just want to repeat Deuteronomy 6 that we sang a while ago from verse 23. He's speaking to um, Moses and Aaron. He's talking about how to bless the children of Israel. But I'm going to say this is how you bless your children as well, and how we're going to bless our children and our families today. He said, this is the way you bless the children of Israel. Say to them. Whoo, yeah. Say it all out. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and the Lord give you peace. Father, we bless these families. We thank you for the children that joined us today. Father, we thank you that you are their protector, that you are their provider, that your word is truth to them. And Father, that even now, no matter their age, because they've accepted Jesus as Lord, because they love your word, Father, that you are doing a work on the inside of them. And, and when they're going about their day, Father, that you bring your good seed thoughts to them, Father. And those will be the ones that they want to choose. And when negatives come, let their little spirits know, nah, this is not God. I'm not thinking that. And because of it, the fruit that they grow in their lives, their friendships, their relationships, even their grades, even favor from their teachers, even their homes will change because of what you're doing on the inside of them. And we as parents, as grandparents, as adults around these families, support them, hold them up, lift them up, pray for them, speak good things over them because you are for them and you are not against them. And we thank you this food, this time together. It is blessed. 
It is, it is binding together friendships, relationships in the families, in homes, between parents, children, and friends. And we give you the honor and the praise for it in Jesus' name.